Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. This is your host, Kerry Secker, and I really hope you're well. And as always, my intention behind every episode of the podcast I put out is that you find it useful, you find it reassuring, I'm all about the reassurance here, but also you find some really sensible and actionable steps that you can put in place to help with whatever is going on with you and your small sleep. And today's episode, it's been a long time coming, (laughs) it's by popular demand as the last one, is my early rising episode. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about early rising. And if you are experiencing early rising, which is chances are if you're listening to this, there might be going on. I just want to reassure you that you are definitely not alone. Your small isn't broken. And chances are there are some things that we can have a look at to help move you forward. Um, I see early rising in my practice pretty much every week. Somebody will email me multiple times about an early wake questions on my weekly live on instagram this comes up all the time early wake ups it's a popular one early wake up is definitely a popular one and i also had so many messages um from you um from on the back of the podcast asking for an early rising episode so here we are i thought today is the perfect day to record it so what I'm going to do is, as as always, I try and split it into sections. What I'm going to do is, first of all, I'm just going to quickly run through what do I class as an early wake-up, why early wake-ups can be ever so slightly tricky to move forward from, and then just I'm going to... Um, look at how I try and prevent that wake up rather than um, getting them back to sleep Um, and then what I'm going to do is go through the five areas that I look at in practice if I um, uh, if a family that I'm having a call with has a um, an early rise (laughs) doesn't make sense so let's start right at the beginning what do I class as an early wake now actually this ties in nicely with what I've been talking about this week about um, realistic sleep expectations and sometimes it is just a shift of our expectations that is all that's needed so there is a lot of expect there is a lot of expectation out there that every small every baby toddler child is all of us are going to wake up at 7am in the morning and that is the dream scenario and the reality is often very different from um, the expectation and yes I like the sun but not all rule and for some smalls waking up at 7am that is where they're at that's what they need they're happy waking up there but I'm also very much like to be very honest and keep things real here and you might not want to hear this listening to an early um, wake up episode but some babies just smalls toddlers that's why I use the word small I'm just gonna stick with small some smalls just find it really really tricky to get to 7am they're just not made to wake that late so I class early wake anything but um before 6am is an early wake up and I would treat that 
if as a night wake up but 6am it is early it is a bit of a ball buster but I always try and get you to at least 6am because I think that's a civilised it's early but it's a civilised time to start your day anything before that with a five in it just from a mindset I think can have such an impact on your well-being for the day um, and both you and your smalls energy levels and I honestly believe the only reason why we should be starting our day at three or four a.m in the morning um which you might laugh when I say that but I have worked with plenty of families that are starting their day at three or four I probably get a couple of months um the only reason why um, we need to be up at that time as if we're going on holiday or we are coming back from a really good night out it's been a while since I've done one of those um, but all jokes aside I just wanted to also reassure you because again all about reassurance here that early wake-ups even if your small is not having any wake-ups during the night I don't believe anybody has the monopoly on tiredness and I'm probably going to get shot down for this but I'm going to be honest about it because simply it feels different for everybody I've learned that if over the 20 years of working with families you're all so different and what is sustainable and realistic for one just might not be realistic and sustainable for another so early rising yes um it may be that one wake up um the night waking early but it can still have a massive impact on everybody's well-being and i do think it's it is tough and tiring waking up well parenting is tough and tiring regardless i think but also um even on its own it's tough and tiring even with multiple wake-ups during the night it's tough and tiring so i think a lot of um well, i've definitely seen lots of things out there that really belittle early wake up in the in the they really let me start again i've seen some um stuff out there that really belittles wake up um oh i'm gonna start again that's why i'm trying to this because i'm so excited i've seen lots of stuff out there that really be belittles waking up early in the morning and that it's just something that you need to deal with or it can't have that much of an impact and i am all about listening to you and meeting you where you're at so i just wanted to reassure you there and sorry i've put my teeth in now i think oh, i think i'll be all right for the rest of the episode um so yeah what do I class as an early wake? Basically, anything pre-6am, I would class as an early wake. Um, and that is because, A, not every baby is able to sleep, or every small is able to get to 7am. I think that's really important. But also, some babies are just early risers. Um, and sometimes we do have to be realistic within it. And then just want to go through why early wake-ups can be slightly tricky to move forward from. And to go through this, we just need to go through a little bit of science. As the night goes on, the melatonin, the sleep hormone, starts to decrease. And from 3am onwards, there's very little melatonin in, in your small system. The melatonin is very low. And they've got all their wake-up hormones trying to tell them that it, their body that it's nearly time to wake up you've got all the not so much in winter but in summer you if you're listening to this in summer um you have got all the outside birds singing it's light that can definitely help get our circadian rhythm going and wake us up and because of all of these things the pressure to sleep aka the peak pressure can be very very low and this can have a real impact on your small sleep because when they wake up at that time of the morning past 3 a.m well one is that it's natural and normal for them to move around a little bit more you might notice that they look really unsettled for the whole of that period that's completely normal it's normal that they might wake up a little bit more frequently but that at the back end of the night again that's very normal 
but sometimes what can happen is that if they do wake up they can find it very difficult to get back to sleep because of all those things so that's why it can i'm not saying it's impossible because it isn't but it can be tricky to move forward from an early rise because we don't have their biology on side and the other reason why is that some babies you <laughs> you might not want me to say this or you might not want to hear this but I will always always be completely honest and upfront with you because one I think you deserve it two I'm a really honest and upfront person is that some smalls with the best will in the world you could pull out all the sleep tricks all the sleep suggestions and they would still wake up early they are just naturally early risers and whatever you whatever you're doing doesn't move you forward and actually sometimes surrendering um to that and i don't think there's anything wrong with looking uh, and putting strategies in place and looking at some very caring sleep suggestions to put in place to help but sometimes for some families surrendering to the early rise and then looking at um, strategies to cope with or not necessarily coping but looking at strategies um, that help you cope better with your sleep um, and actually what you're doing in your day can be less frustrating than trying to fix a, a small where they just will not whatever you're doing isn't seeing a later start to the day and the best way to tell whether you've got I call them an early riser or an early waker and the slight difference an early riser will be up happy raring to go after even after a short amount they might be tired when they wake up but quite often or not they're ready to go they and they make it to their first nap without too much of a meltdown they're not limping towards that first nap of the day they can make it through the morning or to their first nap where an early waker you might find that they wake up they clearly look as if they need to go back to sleep you they might be unsettled rubbing eyes they're not very happy all morning you're limping towards that first nap or they're um they're limping all through the morning um and they look as if they want to go back to sleep it's quite obvious that um that they want to get back to sleep they weren't ready they've woken up but they weren't ready to wake up where an early waker no an early riser is somebody that is just ready to wake up and can make it to the next nap so the first thing i would always suggest parents do or the first thing i always encourage you to do is to work out or just have a think about whether your baby is an early riser and is happy got lots of energy doesn't look particularly tired can make it to their first nap if they're having a nap and they're not limping through the morning or an early waker when they it's very obvious that they don't want to be awake they could do with more sleep and the morning's a little bit of a limp um that in, in itself can be helpful and again if you're sitting here thinking or you're listening to this whether you're sitting or standing whether you're listening to this and thinking mm, i'm not quite sure which one mine is or you're quite clear it's clear that your baby is an early riser i still think if it isn't working for you um it's always okay to make a tweak around something and just to see what happens um but yeah i thought that would be really interesting to go through early riser uh, an early riser or an early waker which one is your small however having said all of that i when it comes to moving forward from an early wake up it's not impossible but my whole approach is i would try and rather prevent your small from waking up at that time of the morning needing support or up for the day rather than them um, waking up and you getting them back to sleep this is probably 
is a massive part of my approach. My whole approach is always about setting up the naps, the bedtime routine, the set, the settled night sleep. So it probably comes as no surprise if you've listened to all the episodes that it isn't about getting them back to sleep when they wake up. <clears throat> and the reason why I do this, it just doesn't make any sense. I am a path of least resistance person, especially when it comes to you and your sleep. I will always not lazy I think it's very smart I'm always trying to get you where you would like to be with the minimum amount of fuss and the minimum a minimum amount of disturbance to you your small their sleep and your actually your whole family so the reason why is when they wake up it's very difficult to get them back to sleep because of all those things I've just gone through melatonin is low almost undetectable the peak pressure is low because of the melatonin some smalls are early risers um, and you've got if it's summer it's light bird singing you've got all the cues that it's um, time to wake up in the morning so my whole approach is I would try and rather very slowly extend the time that they're waking up rather than having strategies in place to try and get them back to sleep Of course, if you are, I honestly feel that there is no right or wrong. I will stand by that to the end of days for me. There is no right or wrong. And if you are looking to do something like, something where they wake up and you're trying to get them back to sleep and that's that's working for you, like a dramatic morning where you stay dark, you stay in the room, the bedroom and it's dark until it's an acceptable time to get out and then go out, say good morning and open up the curtains. If you feel that that's working, that's going to work for you, it's definitely worth a shot. Wake to sleep, grow clocks. There's nothing wrong with these things. It's just not something I've ever suggested on practice. Unlikely to, to be honest, but you never know. But I can look, what I do look is at five areas to help you um, get the best chances to move forward from an early rise. And what I'm going to do now is go through the five of these for you. So let's start with, um, well, I was going to do a little recap. Maybe I'll just do a very quick recap and then I'll go on to the five reasons. So what do we class? I class an early wake anything pre 6am. The reasons why um, it can be difficult to move forward um, from an early wake is because some some of your smalls might be early risers um, and that's tri- very tricky to move forward from. Melatonin, low peak pressure and um, it's about getting them back. It's not about getting them back to sleep, it's about preventing it. There are The first thing I would encourage you to do is try to figure out whether your small is an early riser or an early waker. Early riser basically rising early ready to go can keep going to their nap an early waker is is likely to look as if they didn't want to be awake might want to go back to sleep look tired all morning limping till their first nap of the day or lunchtime and my whole approach is we're going to set it up set up the the wake up time so fingers crossed some of the suggestions i go through mean that your small wake up time slowly gets later and later rather than them waking up and trying to get us back to sleep and what i'm going to do now is i'm going to go through five things that i look at in practice to help move you forward and i'm going to crack onto these now i really i love doing a summary i think it's i don't know that's how i learn so i thought that was really important that i just go through that right i'm going to whiz through these now the first thing i look at number one is are they overtired now this is over tiredness, I know lots of people talk about this a lot, myself um, included, and this is always the first thing I would probably look at. Yes, it can be overdiagnosed. It's not always over tiredness, and it isn't always this simple. 
But if they are overtired, then putting doing some of these things that I'm going to go through, they're often very, um, it's a very small change for that you're going to do to see a big change to their sleep. So I always check this first just to overrule it because if it's going to work, it's going to work. It's simple. It's going to work very quickly and you wouldn't need to look at the other things I'm going to go through. But again, always like to be honest and upfront. It is not a, <laughs> not every baby that is waking up early is overtired. There are other things to look at, but this is the thing, the, the, thing that I check first and the reason why over it seems so illogical doesn't it that if your baby is waking up early that they are going to um putting them to bed earlier just means that they're going to wake earlier and earlier and earlier but sometimes what happens is when they're overtired they produce that I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before cortisol aka baby red bull and if they go to bed a little bit overtired when that melatonin levels start to decrease from 3am onwards but really from 4 5am onwards very undetectable traces of melatonin if there's cortisol there it it overrides that and they can find themselves awake or, or very difficult to get back to sleep restless might need your support to get back to sleep might actually be up to start the day um, so yeah, sounds crazy, sounds really silly, but bringing bedtime a little bit earlier can actually help with them waking later in the morning. Now, when we, so the most simple thing is if we, if we're checking for overtiredness, is just to bring bedtime slightly earlier. Now, I wouldn't suggest going too crazy because, especially when there's an early rise going on already, I want to try and avoid <laughs> pulling bedtime really super early, meaning that. Um, that they are waking even earlier because that is a possibility but what i would suggest you do if this is resonating with you um they seem a little bit unsettled in their bedtime routine they're taking quite a long time to go down at bedtime they're they're bed begging in the bedtime routine like very very unsettled bringing bedtime at just a tiny little bit earlier can make a really really big difference and my suggestion would be to go really super slowly my whole approach tiny tweaks over time just bring it slightly late so bring it slightly earlier by 10-15 minutes and see if that makes a difference if they start it will take time I don't believe in I call it Amazon Prime patients we do something once and that's it it's the oh well I don't believe baby sleep needs fixing but it's fixed once and for it might take anywhere between three to seven nights of doing that in a row to see a difference um so it'd be worth it but if you see that that time that they start your small starts waking early and early and early i would park it but number one i would be asking myself are they overtired and if that resonates with you i'd be bringing their bedtime slightly earlier by 10 15 minutes to see if that makes a difference Number two is, the second thing I look at is, number two, is their bedtime too early? <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm going around in circles here. Getting to settle, well, actually, babies, it's a balance. Everything is a balance with a baby. And sometimes, if your little one is going to sleep too early, what can happen is, is that that can also mean that they have slept a really good night's sleep, they're up early, they've used up all the hours um, in their bed bank, I'm going to explain about that in a second, and then they can't get back to sleep. So coming back to the bed bank, I have this theory called a bed bank, and a bed bank is simply how much your small needs to sleep in a 24-hour period. Now if they are napping, the bed bank then splits into two, their nap needs 
and their night needs. And like most things on my approach, there isn't, I don't believe that there's a one size all fit bed bank that by X age, every baby needs X amount of sleep. Again, massive expectation here. And this is because your small is completely different and how much sleep we need is very individual. And I do believe that some babies need, I know again, I know you probably don't want to hear this, but some babies do have lower sleep needs than others and some do need more sleep than others. And again, I'm always looking, for me, it will always come back down to what's going on for you and what's going on for your small. So for some, for some smalls, if they're rising early in the morning, it could be that they have, they're going to bed at a, early a reasonable time for them but it's too early for them they use up all their hours in the bed bank and then they've if they've used up all their hours in the in the bed bank by 5 30 a.m they're going to be up and ready to start the day basically they've had enough sleep they've met their night needs for the need so if this is resonating with you and sometimes it is really tricky because over tiredness and under tiredness or bedtime too early it can they can be they can mimic they look exactly the same thing so i mean i don't i'm not an expert i don't know all there is to know and know all the answers but i even sometimes find it very tricky to um differentiate differentiate between the two and sometimes it is a little bit of trial and error to find out which one it is which is why i always suggest checking are they overtired overtired first especially if there's signs that they're tired at bedtime and if they're not it's always worth the second thing i'd be looking at is their bedtime too early um <clears throat> this would if their bedtime is too early signs that would point to this is they are apps they're fine they're happy in their bedtime routine they're going to sleep within 15 to 30 minutes after their bedtime routine they're happy-ish going to sleep they're going to sleep without too much bother and this would be you would more likely to see this with um an early riser like they would wake up they would be signs that that they're an early riser again that they're raring to go they're bright eyed and bushy tailed they want to get straight on with their day all those things that you probably don't want to do at 5am they're ready they want to play the play-doh and read books they are ready to go and they're good to go until they have their nap if they're having a nap or bedtime um so if this is resonating with you it could be that bedtime is too early and again my suggestion would be it's the opposite of overtiredness i my suggestion would be to very slowly tiny tweaks over time um to nudge their bedtime a little bit later and again i wouldn't go crazy i wouldn't pull it go forward by an hour because that's a lot i would do it very very slowly first of all i would just get curious push their bedtime out by 10 15 minutes see what happens to the their wake up time and again it's very rare that there is an in, instantaneous fix amazon prime again it can take a while of of doing the later bedtime for seven to ten days to to kick in um i actually find that yeah, i've said seven to ten days on this one because over time this tends to be quicker but over time i've noticed that it's sometimes it it, it does take a little bit longer if it's over time is to push everything later um and also um there isn't a quick fix so push it later if that is resonating with you and we feel the bedtime is too early push their bedtime later by 10-15 minutes stick with that for two or three days notice what's happening to their wake-up time it might take some time seven to ten days before you start noticing a difference it might be straight away every small is completely different um 
And hopefully, if you start to see a later wake-up time, then once they've adjusted to that later bedtime, you can push it again until you get to your ideal wake-up time in the morning. And again, I can't stress this enough. My, I can't, these are not shoulds. These are sleep suggestions. And if you push their bedtime later and it has an impact on their bedtime, how they behave in the bedtime routine, how they're settling to sleep, it starts to impact their night wake-ups. There's a change to those. And I'm not talking about for the, for the better, they change for the worse. Or they start waking up even earlier. Then I would definitely park bringing bedtime later. Third thing I look at, number three, is are they actually asking for support? Now, two things I look at at night time that's really important is one, that we are respecting their sleep space. That if they are, it's natural for them to um, move around a lot at night time. Nobody just, well, it's very rare that one of us will get into bed at bedtime, stay in that exact position. You, as an adult, have experience of, well, I know I certainly do move all around the bed, move my pillow around, um, all that jazz. Um, so it's completely normal that they move, moan, groan, call out, chat. Some might even cry very briefly as they're stitching their sleep cycles together. can scare the living daylights out of us, but it is completely normal. Um, but my so my suggestion would be that if they it is normal that they're moving around at night time but we want to make sure that we're respecting that space and if they're not crying they're not um emotionally easy they're not asking for support my suggestion would be to always respect the sleep space that they're asking for so that's one thing with it at night time we're respecting their sleep space and then the other thing is within that again it's about balance is that we are meeting their needs if they ask for it so if they're crying emotionally easy we are on my approach we always go to them i don't believe that's a bad habit spoiling them it's going to reinforce um that um, that responding to them reinforces what's happening. I really, really don't buy into that at all. Um, so coming back to are they asking for support? This is especially important past three, well, past midnight, but especially past 3am and in the early hours of the morning. Because as I went through before, past 3am, no melatonin, sleep hormone is at its absolute lowest. There's hardly any peak pressure, wake up hormones raging around the body to wake us up. So it's completely normal that past midnight, but past 3am, I call it the 3am fidgets, that you might notice that your little one move, moan, groan, call out, chat, just move around so much more. And my whole approach is if they if they are genuinely asking for support or you want to go to your small or you instinctively need to get to them, then you must always go to them. But if they are, there's a big difference just because they're awake at night time and moving around, it doesn't always mean that they're asking for support. And I think this is really, really, really important in the back end, of the, in the in the early hours of the morning. I don't believe parents are, you're doing anything wrong or making mistakes, but quite often, it just, again, it's very logical, isn't it? If I get in there straight away and get them back to sleep, then it's it's really going to help. And in some cases, there's that is sometimes I do suggest that getting in there straight away. But again, to begin with, my suggestion would be to really make sure are they asking for support and just a reminder that they might be awake eyes wide open cock cruising <laughs> cock crawling moving around the bed if they're not crying they're not asking for support and if they're not asking for support 
I would respect the sleep space they're asking for and give them that chance to stitch their sleep cycle together. And this is especially important past 3am for the 3am fidgets, but also it can take a little bit longer for them to stitch their sleep cycle together as the pressure gets their sleep pressure gets lighter. And the other thing is, is as soon as you're in there, especially this is important at any time of the night, as soon as you go in there and they see you, they're just, oh, mummy, daddy's here must be time to get up because we because you're there and especially in the first part like 3am onwards if we go in there and sleep is lighter and they see you it is very difficult then to get them back to sleep where they're at with their biology of the sleep so i hope that makes sense so my sleep suggestion number three is always ask yourself are they asking for support if they're not asking for support not crying emotionally easy my suggestion would be it's not about leaving them it's not about responding not responding it's not about ignoring them i would never ignore a baby or a toddler small that needed support it's just about making sure that they are genuinely asking for support before going in there because once they see us at that time of the morning it can be very difficult to get out number four this is mainly for older ones um but it can be very applicable to um, younger ones as well. And the fourth thing I look at, number four, is are they getting too much nap during the day? And the, I am, when I'm talking about this, it is, it's rare that it would be a baby that was on two naps, but it, it can definitely happen. Um, but this comes back to the comes back to the bed bank that I was I was just talking about earlier on in the show so the bed bank just a quick recap on the bed bank bed bank how much sleep we need in a 24-hour period and if your little one is napping that the bed bank is then split into um nap needs and night needs and for some little ones there is a balance it is all linked everything is linked with well actually everything is linked for your small so food diet going to the toilet pooping, digestive system, sleep behaviour, you might have noticed that if one of those gets knocked off, it has a domino impact on everything else and it can have an impact on, we might notice a change in other areas. And it's definitely the same within sleep. Everything is linked. So your naps lead into your night, your nights can lead back into the naps. Um, first nap, wake up time, uh, nap, bedtime routine what we're doing at bedtime but say we're focusing on the are they getting too much nap and for some babies if they are having lots of nap during the day that can then have an impact on how much sleep they need at night time so their nap needs can um, eat into their night needs so to speak and sometimes getting to balancing out that early rise it can be a real chicken egg situation because it's like what came first sometimes having loads of an early rise needing loads of nap having lots of naps during the day or lots of nap hours during the day going to bed up early again so my suggestion would be if this is if you've tried everything else or it it a, a bed bell starts ringing and this really resonates with you especially with older ones um past especially as they're going past two it might be worth thinking about are they getting too much nap during the day um Again, I don't buy into this one size by X amount. By X age, they should be sleeping X amount of sleep. I don't really buy into that. It's because they are all really different. Younger ones, it is really tricky. I'm really probably not talking under six months here, but six months, six months to 12 years, if they are getting any more than 
three to four hours nap a day i might be thinking they're getting a bit too much nap during the day and from um like 18 months around 18 months to two years what can happen is that um nap needs change really drastically at this age it can be hard to keep up and they're all really different so some um toddlers really need that two hour nap during the day um in order to um get to bedtime and just for their well-being that's just their their sleep needs where some babies or some toddlers it's a toddler at this age some toddlers at this age they really don't need the the full two hours and it can really start to impact on bedtime and waking up early um so yeah it's definitely worth addressing um number four are they getting too much nap during the day this is definitely something i look at signs that they might be getting it's always handy to have signs isn't it signs that they might be getting too too much nap during the day um they might battle going to bed um purely because they're just not tired enough to get to sleep um again this would be more likely with uh early riser where they are no uh, yeah an early riser they're ready to wake up to and and start their day um and they can make it through um and the other thing with the, the too much nap would be it's it just it's really difficult because i think they had to do it out of context but usually if it is something like too much nap as soon as i say that to a parent they're like oh yeah that makes sense so if that's really resonating with you i would be looking at that nap as well how much nap they're getting and then the last thing i just want to mention about naps and it comes back to that chicken and egg situation sometimes what happens is that we they wake up um early and then that first nap of the day if they're not having a first nap can be is pulled really early and then everything kind of just stacks on from there so one tip that or one sleep suggestion that i talk about a lot is just making sure that that first nap isn't any um earlier than 8 a.m regardless of the time they woke up if you can and again if that feels like too much of a stretch i would knock it out a little bit because again that can really help reinforce um napping too early can really enforce that early wake up again because they wake up early they nap really early like some i've worked with some smalls where they're going down for their first nap at like 7 7 30 um then their whole day is just shunted earlier where if we're going to stretch out a nap gap which sometimes feels really scary but sometimes i do look at that doing that for the first nap of the day is it feels scary but it's better to do it for that one than the ones that follow on from there so that's a a little a bed bonus there to just bear bear in mind and if that feels massive like if your little one is not having a first nap at like 6 6 30 a.m my suggestion would be to break it down a little bit more maybe have 7 a.m at the earliest for three or four days then 7 30 then 8 a.m don't feel you've got to do it all in one chunk and then the very last thing I look at, and I have saved this for last because it is the la- the very, very last thing I look at, is do they have support at bedtime? Are they helped to sleep? Now, I want to preface this with two things. One, I do not believe that you need to... Um, um, get your small to fall asleep independently to get to a settled night's sleep or look at an early rise, which was why I... Um, really wanted to leave this to last and the other one is that i don't believe that supporting your small to sleep 
Sorry, I thought somebody had crashed through my window and it was really loud if you heard that. Um, but yeah, I d- coming back to do they have support at bedtime, I don't believe that you need to, like, supporting them to fall asleep independently is the be end and end all of a set on night sleep and moving forward from an early rise. And I don't believe that how your small goes to sleep, supporting them at night time to get to sleep, it's not a bad habit, it's not a rod for your own back and we don't need to change that unless we want to. But I, I felt that I did need to include this because sometimes it is rare, this is why I've left it till last, how your small goes to sleep at bedtime can impact the, uh, the wake up in the morning. However, and the reason for this is, let me actually go back a, a step. The reason for this is that um, as the, I'm going to try and keep this t- to a brief summary, because I do like to waffle sometimes, comes back to that melatonin um, sleep hormone in the early hours of the morning. So for some, it's definitely not all. I have worked with hundreds, absolutely hundreds of babies that are fed, rocked, cuddled to sleep you sit in the room with them and they they sleep very well at night time they're at their biological best everything's working there's no early rise however for some and it is incredibly rare that this happens how they go to sleep causes an early wake up because what happens is they wake up they at the back end of the night they realise that there is a change from how they went to, to bed at bedtime and then they need to have whatever happens at bedtime, their bedtime boundary, to keep them asleep, if that makes sense. And if they can't, because of the um, where the sleep hormones are, the outside light, bird noise, quarters are ready to get them up for the day, if they wake up, they can be very difficult to get back to sleep because their bedtime boundary stops working altogether. So signs that it could be a bedtime boundary i leave it for last for all of those reasons it is incredibly rare that i would change um how in fact i haven't done it i'm thinking um in my head i haven't done it i definitely haven't done it this year so that's that's how incredibly rare it is i very rarely would look at a bedtime boundary to move forward from um an early rise the only time i would probably do that is if i checked all the other four things are they overtired is bedtime too early are they actually asking for support are they getting too much nap during the day um but if they are if we've checked all of those and it just wasn't working for the parents it wasn't working for the baby then i might look at this but i would always preface it with those two things and also that we might change the bedtime boundary but it might not change the wake up time again always fully fully honest about that if you wanted to change signs that it could be the bedtime boundary is you would probably you're more likely to notice that they would wake up frequently during the night and need help to stitch their sleep cycles together it would be very rare that they would get to 3 4 a.m and then they would start their day because of the bedtime boundary or you might notice that you need to constantly keep them on you um in order to or constantly give them what how they got to sleep at bedtime at the back end of the night to keep them asleep so you'd have to keep feeding keep rocking and or keep cuddling and if you stop those they would wake then it might be worth having a look at what happens at bedtime boundary moving forward from a bedtime boundary i could not do it justice um in one podcast episode um and if you have done all the others all the other things all the other four seat suggestions and it really hasn't moved forward and you feel that again 
your instinct guts are always good <laughs> i've always followed my instinct and it's probably always been right the times i found myself in hot doo-doo the times that i've not followed my instinct or something's resonated with me so chances are if it was the bedtime boundary that bed bell again would be ringing do you know what i really think it is that and then perhaps you could want to look at it but if not i would probably leave it well alone um if you did want to move forward from um some very caring ways of moving forward from a bedtime boundary i go through all of these in my bedtime boundary e-course for you and there's so many different ways we get our babies to sleep um there's no right or wrong and it would it would take me it's a good two three hour course it'd take me a while to go through it but that would be a starting point as i said last chance last chance sleep saloon there with that and then lastly i also just want to talk about um I can't talk about early rise without talking about blackout blinds. Um, I'm not one for um, loads of parenting products, mainly because I don't feel that there are many things that are super helpful or you genuinely need to parent. Um, but actually, blackout blinds could be your best friend if you've got a particularly light house, um, big windows, <laughs> the sun, you are east. My job would be so bad facing east your bedroom your smalls bedroom faces east might be worth looking at um blackout blinds first as well um because they can be um a game changer they really help me with my husband <laughs> he is terrible as soon as it gets light outside it's like it's literally like a switch he's awake um but blackout blinds really helped me so it's always worth mentioning I probably wouldn't go really super expensive um just in case it wasn't those things. unless you want to in just in case it wasn't that but the grow blinds that you stick on the wall it might on the on the wall on the window and um, they might be um might be worth a shot before trying everything else and i will put the link to that again this isn't an affiliate i'll tell you if it was but i'll put you the link to that in the in the show notes for you right let me see if i can do a massive sleep summary of early rising so Early rising. If your small is rising early, I promise you are not alone. Your small isn't broken. It is really common. I see it in practice. I get asked about this all the time in, in my Q&As. Most popular question asked on a Monday, early rising. Um, and so many of you um, sent me a message to say, can you do an early rising episode, please? Um, early wake anything pre 6am i class as an early wake some babies just aren't ready or biologically able to to sleep to 7am not everybody wakes at 7am and that's okay moving forward from early wakes can be slightly tricky to move move forward from because we don't have biology their biology on our side melatonin sleep levels are low peak pressure is very low that drive um to get to sleep is very low at this time of the morning we've also got cortisol to um wake up hormones to cortisol is good for us sometimes wake us up in the morning and also some of your smalls will be early risers and there's just not much we can do about that um or very limited things that we can do about that gosh that sounded awful sorry early riser somebody that is up ready to start the day make it to their naps doesn't appear tired early waker somebody that um your small might look as if they didn't want to wake up can be very very obvious and they might be limping to their first nap of the day or want a really early nap um there are limited things that you can do it's not impossible to move forward from an early rise but there are only limited things you can do um 
and a great example of this is I will only only ever book in a 30 or 60 minute care call if a family came to me with not saying that an early wake up is um, this is not demeaning an early wake up at all because I went through that it can really impact every aspect of your of your life really but um it is tricky to move forward and i would i wouldn't offer a full sleep service if it was just the wake the early wake up that was going on because some are early risers and it can be very tricky we've not got biology on our side and it can be tricky there's only a certain few things that you can try there's not endless possibilities um surrendering sometimes um to the early wake up some families find it easier to surrender to the early wake up and look at strategies to cope with what you're doing with your day and your sleep going to bed slightly earlier that can help lots of families and i think it's worth mentioning that first that um it can be sometimes more frustrating trying to fix it than surrender to it blackout blinds um definitely worth a try if you haven't already got them we're heading into winter now in the uk so it's not such a, um, a big deal but in summer that might be something to look at so i left it last and then my whole approach it's about trying to prevent that wake up rather than your small waking up and we're doing something to try and get them back to sleep because that can be very tricky frustrating for all of the things that i've just gone through five areas i look at are they overtired is bedtime too early are they asking for support are they getting too much nap during the day do they have support at bedtime could there be a bedtime boundary at play as always i really really enjoyed that talking about that i love talking about sleep and i really hope that comes across really hope you enjoy the podcast really hope you find that useful and informative please do let me know if it helps whether you found it useful and if it helps your early riser or your early waker should I say please let me know and I will put the links to my bedtime boundary in the show notes as well as the grow blinds the blackout blinds I will I've made a note to do that and yeah sending you big love and sleep solidarity bye thank you so much for listening to me your host Kerry Secker on the Carrot Out Sleep Show I really hope you found the podcast reassuring informative and a little bit fun if you did please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you, and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks' time, but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle, you can find me over on Instagram at Carrot Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.